0: Southern California, yeah. Born and raised our DNA. Laugh and cry to what we say. We hit you with that wordplay. Four zero five three. What episode are we on? D. They feeling like they be zombies, all dressed in Abercrombie.
1: So Cal DNA coming in live. Eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. COVID got you sitting inside. Why not sip one and free your mind?
0: Cheap thrills, popping pills. That cash spent fast.
1: Listen to all of those lies as Arjun act like he surprised. Surprise. Surprise keyword act like he's surprised come on man you know i'm gonna have to put you on the spot every now and then like i want you. but you're, not very, you're not. not very good well, at it i'm not well it's just you're so defensive all the time man you gotta you gotta lower the walls you know i'm not like i'm not like your That's boy funny. who wants to build higher walls like i want you to lower your walls you know be more inviting
0: be more open. but you know the the truth is we all have walls you know we not, all have not uh, me man not me Who who are you going to vote for on November third? Oh, dude! Hey,
1: I got my ballot today. Actually, in the mail. That's pretty bad. Yeah, dude. Nice. nice. I'm kind of happy about it. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for, but I'm pretty sure it starts with. uh, You know,
0: there's a J in his name. (laughs) All right. Well, the the sharp eyed observers will know that could mean either. I oh, see what you did there. See what I mean? Like, yeah, the lowbrows would be like, oh, all right, yeah, he's, he's voting for Joe. He's voting for Joe. <laughs> right? Jay, Joe. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: And then everyone else is like, wait a second, hold on. It's Donald J. Trump. Hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> like, hold on. What's going on here?
0: You know, but we, we know our fans, our followers are the smartest in the world, right? I mean, uh, they, they. Okay, well, you should really they, stop making that noise because they are. I believe in each no, and every one of our followers.
1: Is... Smarter you don't think than so? me,
0: for sure. But you know, Mensa level? Come on,
1: come on. Let's be it's real. All okay, if it's all, like all real. they the super smartest people in the world. They wouldn't be
0: listening to yeah. our crap on the daily. <laughs> Actually, that's true. If you they know? were really smart, they would be long gone. They would not be following our podcast. Yeah, they would
1: have for... given us like they would have listened to the intro and be like, "This is garbage."
0: I'm yeah, gone. this is this is <laughs> garbage. Um, kind of like something we're about to review in a few minutes. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> before ooh. before we get to that, before we get to that tease,
1: ooh. um.
0: I think it's only right we recap some of the greatest basketball games that I've seen in recent memory. Oh. Um, you know, everybody knows the uh, finals are going on. And uh, NBA finals, It's it's been four games now, I think. Yeah, four games now. And the series between the L.A. Lakers and the Miami Heat is now 3-1 in favor of L.A. Hell, yeah. And it sounds like, just based off of the momentum, based off of the games that happened recently – Lakers are about to close it off on Friday night at 6 p.m. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think this is your last chance, probably in 2020, to watch prime NBA basketball between two Titans. Two and it, really, really yeah. good teams. Well, yeah. and the
1: thing was, the, I think the Heat weren't expected to be as big of a Titan as they are. Uh, not only did they lose momentum after some injuries, uh, they were able to sustain a very high I think some would say championship level caliber uh, type of play um, during these finals and it's, it's been an amazing series so far
0: it really comes down to Jimmy Butler for me um, I always liked him um, a lot of people will know that years ago when you know Lakers had some money and they could really go for anybody they could go for a Paul George they could go for LeBron which they did I was actually hoping they would go for Jimmy Butler. Somewhere. Really? I really was. I really was. As the first option. Yeah. I what I what I wanted was a combination of Jimmy Butler and either another wing They're like tough. a Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler and a big like Anthony Davis. Got it. Because to me, I, I don't know about you, but I'm very picky when it comes to rooting for players well, in the NBA. You know picky, that about me. You're picky in general. Picky you in know general. that about me. And so with Jimmy Butler, I can really root for the guy. Like on court the way he plays his leadership ability and all the stories, all the, you know, off the court stories that go on, like even during practice. I mean, you remember, he took that team of third stringers, that B string team, mm-hmm. and just went up against the starters and wrecked them, just destroyed mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I love hearing stories. And I think like that
1: was this. that was in Philly when you had Prime Simmons. Prime. No, M- no, no, no. It wasn't. It I, was in. I think Strou- that was in. It Ooh. was
0: in the Timberwolves. Man, remember he Oh, spent that's that right. Year? That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah See, I would have been more impressed if it was the Sixers.
0: Oh sure, <laughs> Ben's, 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 Ben's. but but hey, I mean, look, Let's Carl go. Anthony yeah. Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is no pushover. He's still really mm. good. Mm. You think he's he not not quite a fan Mm-mm. of that? I mean, captain. I mean, if we're gonna look forward, do you think
1: they're gonna make a playoff run next year?
0: Um, depends on who they get in the draft. Lamelo Ball. If they get Lamelo. I don't. I don't think so, man. Primarily because they won't be in the playoffs to even make a run. Um, I would say <laughs> that's the, that was the question. Okay, well, yeah, you know? I, I was thinking you were thinking more along the terms of like, oh, they're already in like the eighth seed uh, position. No, 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 They make like well, a deep run.
1: I, I, I mean, that's that's part of the basis of the question. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, depending on who you talk to, is a All Star caliber player. I don't think so, but to many people, he is. Yeah, when it comes Hold to when it comes to fantasy production, sure, he's definitely all star level. But uh-huh. he's had help. He's had Butler, who, as you see, uh this past week, is a basketball savant in his own way. Do you think it's an upgrade to have Russell?
0: Oh, hold on, though. Let's focus on one thing at a time, because I know you're a bit scatterbrained. You like to talk about Well, I mean, things, I'm about but... halfway through my drink already, so, you know. That's true. That's yeah. true. And I, I will cut you some slack there. But here's my question. What do you think means to be an All-Star? What does it mean? It doesn't mean that you're a contender. It to doesn't mean that you're... A... Okay, to be the best player on your
1: team. Sure, he's that.
0: But... No, no, no. Not, not even. Not even, though, Don. Because look at this. When the, uh, the Atlanta Hawks were an all-star caliber squad. They had Al Horford, Joe Johnson, uh, who else? Jeff Teague. I think they had like four of these kind of mid-level players sure. as all-stars. And even you look at like, you know, almost any other team. Draymond Green can be an all-star with the Warriors yeah, playing as well. Yeah, that's very surprising, but yeah. So, so if, if that's the precedent, right? You can have multiple all-stars on a really good team. Yeah. Why can't you have one all-star from a bad team?
1: Right. I'm trying to think. All right, so when D. Russ was an all star for Brooklyn, was he really an all star?
0: He had an all star caliber season. I would say so.
1: But when you compare him to the rest, you could tell he was a step
0: under. Well, that's why you have what 13 all stars from. You <laughs> <to the laughs> got depth in that bench. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, look, look. Don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody wants to see D'Angelo Russell play more than two minutes in the all-star game (laughs) not even the brooklyn nets want to see that right but does he deserve does he does he deserve to be the 13th man hell yeah i think he had a great year he had a great year for sure yeah so it's like
1: saying is ingram really an all-star
0: of course he is he had an all-star
1: level season but yeah we're talking just about raw Attributes. ah
0: okay and and here we find the crux of what don is saying sure so what don is arguing is that carl mp e. towns he may have all-star caliber seasons but that does not make him a car oh, and you want to roundabout star. way about that you
1: you knew what i was trying to get to from the beginning no, not we not exactly because
0: because because i disagree with the point that i just summarized for you you why? know why look Porque. Por i will explain for <laughs> shout out to your burrito <laughs> Shout out to my burrito. Yes, actually, let's let's like, briefly dip into that. So, you know, today I, I, I was bad. I didn't have time to cook today. So I just grabbed this uh, keto certified burrito from... Uh, <laughs> they actually put a sticker on the tinfoil that says this product is keto certified from uh, El Pollo Loco. It's like the world's first keto burrito chicken. Uh, very, very good. Very, very good. I recommend it to everybody. Only 10 mm. grams of net carbs. So... You know if you're trying to do a little bit of carb control that's probably like all the tortillas too huh <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's one of those whack tortillas you know that's not really a tortilla it's like it's like super wheat <laughs> it's all weedy everywhere and everything like, but in any case it is fantastic and uh yeah i will i will tell you porky if you look at carl anthony Towns' numbers over the years uh you'll see that he's been really legit man he's close to a 2010 guy every year and Tell me how many more bigs in the NBA are putting up numbers like him consistently. Okay.
1: No, I, and which I get. But, you know, when you're the biggest guy on the court, I expect you to get twenty ten every time. When you have no one else around you that could freaking shoot the ball, I expect you okay. to get at least Okay, well,
0: 20. well let, let me tell you this. Let me just tell you some numbers. Sure. Just um, points and rebounds for one, the past few two, years.
1: Three, four, five, six, seven.
0: It's like, like you're, you're playing. You don't know uh, that reference. You don't know that reference. Uh, to track nine, I think. Something. Like one, two, three, four, five. I don't to you. Uh, I stunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Man. There we go. We'll Come on, that. man. Don't worry, man. Don't worry, man. I'm, I'm saving that for later. You know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in case you, you don't know what the hell we're talking about, why we're laughing like a couple of high. <laughs> it's 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 because we do have a special segment coming up very soon where we will review. I couldn't wait. I, couldn't wait. I, I know. It'll, 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 be good. it'll be good. I got notes, fam. I got notes. I wrote down some shit today, and I'm sure you have as well. But Here let me up. just read you some points mm-hmm. and rebound numbers, and you can tell me if this is a good stat line or not. Okay. Okay. 25.1 points, 12.3 rebounds. Okay? Uh, 21.3 points, 12.3 rebounds. 24.4 points, 12.4 rebounds. And most recently, 26.5, 10-pointed rebounds. That, my friend, is more than 2010 for four straight years. Yeah, he's, if, he's
1: averaging basically a double-double and more.
0: And more. And, yeah. dude, and, and the guy gets stretch,
1: right he stretch, right? Because he shoots a little bit.
0: Dude, this last season, he made 3.33s per game. 3.33s per game as a center. Uh, I,
1: I get it. I get it. No, you don't get it. No, if no, no. I, you I understand agree where you're he's coming from. from. No, no, no. I, don't, I don't think he's an author. I think he's a great player or a good player. I don't think okay, he's an what? author.
0: What, what differentiates a great player from an all-star? Speechless. No, Sound it's not like. speechless. It's just
1: like they're synonymous depending on what you say. Okay, he's a good player. I don't... Like, he's just to me, he's yet to I, prove. You're hating,
0: God, no, Dad. No, I minute. am I hating. I
1: am hating on him. You're super Why? hating on I him. I fucking had him like for in my past. Ah, never... <laughs> here
0: we go. And he's always been like, go.
1: oh, I, you know, I just decided not to grab that board this one time. Like, <laughs> oh, I decided to hack okay. up a ton of threes this time because Coach over there says I
0: should shoot more. Okay, no, so like, fuck that. this is this is exactly what I was getting at here. Don is not using logic. He's not really using. I have bias. All right, audience. allow me he my is... opinions. You can have your opinions as long as you admit that you have the. On <laughs> uh, un, un, well, you know, I don't yeah. want to say too much about. Yeah, you. yeah I, I was, was gonna you...
1: like say a dumb question right now, but I'll post it anyways. Would you rather build a team around a uh, cat or D. Russ? Easy answer. Or what about Wiggins? Uh, Wiggins. Wiggins at the time. Wiggins again, or
0: cat? Again, you're you're being scatterbrained here. I will answer your first question and say <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. I'll answer your second question and say <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> so, so what, what, have you, downs. <laughs> <laughs> what have you accomplished what, what have you accomplished that's why i
1: prefaced right? it man i prefaced it <laughs> with what <laughs> it was, yeah. all right. well anyways uh game five yes, yes. on friday congratulations um, you can add and, and recite yeah, what i said go ahead and move single. on and say i was more right than you were I'm, killing you, way. Way. I'm, I'm totally yeah, killing you this way. I'm totally killing you. You know later. what? Just
0: like you killed that burrito. <laughs> yeah, I, I still... Actually, not yet. I still have 10% really? to go. I'm saving it for later. It's my uh, reward for killing you in the next segment. Yeah, just, just with, so, oh, well, no. no <laughs> the next segment, I think we're on the same side. Uh... Exactly. so. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you know, long story short, but, uh, we're rooting for the Lakers. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said yep. <laughs> well, I, I, I just want to say I am incredibly happy for jimmy butler for doing so well leading his team to the finals being in the finals for the first time um i'm glad bam came back i'm glad the series is a little bit more competitive now than it seemed to be after game one and all those injuries but of course um we're hoping that next time we do this podcast we'll be celebrating we'll be having our own parade if you will a podcast parade and uh we'll be sipping on something for sure oh yeah and regardless
1: uh, uh next podcast we'll know the results Absolutely.
0: Well, actually, is that true? Wait, wait. Let's it, see. It, Game 5, 6. Yeah. 6 is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday seven, 7 would be Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. If they don't skip a day, I think you're right. All right. So more than likely, we'll be able to recap the NBA Finals. Go Lakers. You know, and that will be the closing wow, that's, for the that's, that's, that's
1: an odd odd statement you've been making. So I Go the Lakers. First time I've heard you say that in about a
0: week or two. Oh why? Wow. You know I believe purple and gold. <laughs> what would what would make you say otherwise? You no,
1: know, I'm not. I'm not going to throw you under the bus that way.
0: You're not going to. Uh, I'm not, going, not going, going to. Uh, all right, you know. all right. What I will say: shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, man. He, he he won me some money. He won me some money. Yes, he, he also did. won me he some said. money that one thing. Actually, he a... did. So he. So we're both kind of. Hey, like hey, a Jimmy hey, Jimmy Butler fan. But that was but we're you, gonna... were, you
1: were hating on Jimmy Butler though. When I picked him, you're like, yo, I, 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 no, and then no, no, the no. following was, day,
0: you pick him. You're like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, sure.
1: I wasn't, I wasn't
0: <laughs> hating on him. I was hating on your pick. That's yeah, all I was yeah, doing. Yeah, That's yeah. All I was because doing.
1: you were more right than me. But obviously, uh, the results showed.
0: You I know, was more right than you. Sometimes, you know, this dynamic can be very complimentary. Other times, it can be rather poisonous. And I say that because we have reviewed an album Ooh. called Poison. And this album is not Showtime! Other. Showtime! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is by, of course, the producer that many people are familiar with called Swizz Beats. Um, better known as probably Alicia Keys' husband. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably the best introduction for him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Swizz, you know, I have heard his beats from back in the Rough Riders days with DMX, Styles mm-hmm. P., you know um he he made some definitely some good beats back in those days and i haven't heard from him much since those days but i always had respect for him as a producer sure um i never really put him in the same tier as like a kanye or a timbaland in terms of producing but he is a legend in the game nonetheless so i thought hey don why not let's review his latest effort from 2018 called poison and let me just say You know, my overall thoughts first, and then we can go track by track. And, Don, I want you to share your overall thoughts as well Mm -hmm. before we really get into it. Sure. So I'm going to start off with one word here, and maybe, Don, you can agree to this or not. I'll just say disappointing. Mm. Disappointing. That's my first word. And usually you would expect a notable producer's album to be full of great features and top-notch production, but only the former was true for Poison there were great features for sure. I hate to say it, but after listening to Swizz's greatest effort, I don't consider him to be a great beat maker. Yeah. His ad-libs like, God damn it, and as Don alluded to, Showtime, which used to <laughs> accentuate sections of his past hits, now have grown relentless as undesirable substitutes for actual music. I didn't find anything original that blew me away here. And even the much-hyped Echo featuring Nas was a bit of a letdown from the production standpoint. Kendrick didn't even have a get, didn't even get a full verse whoa, on whoa, "Something whoa, whoa. Dirty."
1: Well, you know, we'll go into a track by track. So I know, I know, so, but I'm just yeah, kind of, I'm just kind of right. providing
0: my overall views here. You know, so it was just a lazy chorus that I found from that Kendrick thing. And overall, when I look at a track list, right, I, I've told um, many people about this. I I tend to be very judgmental when I look at a track list because I want to know who you're working with. If I see a Kendrick feature on there, I don't expect Kendrick to be on the chorus. I expect him to be on the verse. If I see a Nas feature on there or a Nas track, I expect it to be amazing, both from the production standpoint, the beat, as well as the lyrics, and, and so on and so forth. But I felt that this album overall fell short in the production aspect, which is just bewildering to me. Because this is a producer's album. If anything, at the very minimum, you would expect good production. But I just did not get that. So that's my overall view. What do you think before we get track by track?
1: All right. I guess uh, on my scale compared to yours, he rates a little bit higher. Initially, upon first pass, yeah, I'll give you that. It was disappointing. Um, You and I had talked about it, and I lamented about it, saying it gave me a headache because it truly did the first time listening to it. This is not something, or this album is not something that you want to be listening to after you've had a uh, full day of work and you're pretty much scrambled up in the brain. Uh, You want something a little more peaceful, something a little, you know, vibey. Something that, you know, even if it's upbeat, it'll get you hyped for the right reason. So I thought, uh, given Swizz's past performances, that it would give me that little energy boost. Uh, little did I know that that energy boost was directed in the wrong way. Did not like it. Did not enjoy it the first time around. Second, third time around listening to it, mm, kind of mellowed it out a bit because I knew kind of what to expect. It's been a while since I've heard Swizz Beatz um, for <laughs> an hour at a time, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So the second, third time, it mellowed it out, kind of got point, um and enjoyed it for what it was uh is it in well we'll get to it at the end when we talk about recommending we'll, we'll it do whatever. a conclusion at then um but All yeah right. no i think if if origin rates it at like you know maybe a four or three or disappointing you know out of ten uh i'm a little bit it's
0: average to me uh oh I I, i'll tell you i'll tell you my rating i i would say it's a two out of five two out of five that's not bad See, four
1: dude uh, you know i'm saying four or Oh four five uh, oh you're mine's a little bit ten. higher yeah. a little bit higher yeah, yeah you know like a like a uh, yeah I'll keep it right at that five it's an average album for me um, just because it did have some pieces of nostalgia it had certain feels and vibes that you don't get in today's music nowadays and it had the iconic swizz beats feel not probably one that you would remember uh, if you were to you know put it side by side but you know everybody has to adapt some ways and he did slightly. Whether or not it's I... funny, you,
0: it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that because here's the thing: for me, the best track on this album, which we'll get into, was the one that was least Swiss beats like. we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. So All I right. say we 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 jump right into it. Um, sure. So I'm gonna go with it.
1: Poison intro, right? This was with somebody. I forgot her name. I didn't write it down.
0: Uh, uh, A- Aine Zion. There Aine. we go.
1: Exactly. Pronounced yeah. per- perfectly, right there. um yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh so to me you know if we go in knowing that this was you know the intro and we had no other notions of what the tracks would be like aside from who else was on the track list Mm -hmm. it was slow it was what i assumed to be an orchestral sort of intro Mm -hmm. that cradled you into the expectation of what the album would be speaking about um Mm. you know certain quotes where it's like hey this wildfire in your veins cannot be tamed i was like okay makes sense swizz's beats are usually wildfire they're hot they're fast they burn it's quick you know before you know it it's right on your heels um, and then another one, This Is Your Awakening. I'm like, fantastic. It's been a while since Wiz produced something like this. Maybe this is him coming back and, you know, speaking shit about the current generation of hip-hop and rap.
0: And then he so, realize that none of this
1: is about his <laughs> <laughs> So then I, you know, and, you know, to sum it up, that track, I was excited because it was a spoken word intro, which is hard to do nowadays. Um, he's proven why here. And, um, you know, it got me slightly hyped because I knew there was okay. more to come.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, I I like the poetic intro. I thought Aine Zion's bars were vivid and evoked haunting yet inspiring imagery, backed by an equally unsettling string section. Like, for me, I I divide the instrumental into the first half. How can you with Swizz? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I I think Swizz is at his best on this album when he's not using his patented style. Mm. I think when he's doing something a little bit out of the box for him, and I have my doubts, by the way, that he produced every track on this album. Uh, Did I you look it like up? I didn't look it up. I, I looked up one of them, and it said the producer was somebody else. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's kind of weird. I wonder, you know, which of these are actually Swizz sure. and which of these are not. But I, I won't get into that too much. I'll just say, um, I thought the string section that <clears throat> carried most of her bars worked pretty well. Um, it was kind of unnerving. It was uh, a little unsettling as well. And you didn't quite know whether to be optimistic or to just be kind of scared and yeah. worried and, mm-hmm. you know, and nervous a little bit. And I like that. I like the energy that it was creating and you know, setting the backdrop for the tracks to come. Sure. Um, and then the full orchestral section, after she finished doing her bars or spoken word, had a very theatrical feel to it. And, and like, like Dawn, it definitely set my expectations high for the Mm -hmm. rest of the album i was like Mm -hmm. all right all right we're in theater mode it was gonna be epic and then i knew something was off before the next track even started (laughs) can i can i tell you what it was what was it It, so at the very end of the intro track the way that Swizz decided to like fade out it seemed very cheap it seemed very gimmicky it was like this echoey kind of fade but it didn't sound good and there was no reason to do a fade that way sounded forced Uh, maybe yeah, it sounded abrupt. Um, not abrupt in the sense that, okay, boom, here's track two. It's more like, oh, why would you fade away that like that? Why would you kind of cut off the orchestra like that? It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I, I think Don and I both enjoyed the intro, and we were uh, our, our appetites were wet. We wanted to see what else that they had going on. So now that brings us to track number two, and, and I'll go into this one first before you go. So this one is called Pistol on My Side or P-O-M-S, Palms, featuring Lil Wayne. And some of our regular listeners who know me well may know that I always thought Lil Wayne was overrated, and I never considered (laughs) him to be the greatest rapper alive, as he so often proclaimed himself to be in his prime. So it may come as a surprise to some of you to hear that I thought Wayne, a.k.a. Wheezy, did a phenomenal job throughout his entire, what is this, 2-minute, 34-second opening salvo. His bars were crisp punctuated by characteristic punch lines and even a change of pace to tune up tune cheese aggression to over nine thousand. even the hook was catchy sadly and it pains me to say this it really pains me to say this the instrumental left something to be desired Mm -hmm. even even alicia key's piano couldn't save her husband's utterly Mm -hmm. unimaginative excuse for a beat Mm -hmm. i've i've heard better drums from the D's Ableton Live session. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, I'm flexing. That's what's up.
1: (laughs) A a little shout out. A little shout
0: out. You know. With that being said, Lil Wayne's exceptional performance and Alicia Keys' piano were strong enough to carry the track. To me, this wasn't bad. I I thought it was decent. Um, I I didn't like the drum beat in particular. I thought it was repetitive. There was no nuance to it. But overall, Lil Wayne came with the fire, man. What'd you think?
1: Yeah. Um, The only notes I have is okay. he has a gun and ready to use it. Um, <laughs> yes, true. I accurate. mean, it's, it's typical Lil Wayne. Uh, like you said, he came in with that, that swag uh, that he has. I thought the beat fit him for his style. Um, but, yeah, like you said, wanted more. Wanted more. It was forgettable when you listen to the whole album.
0: Simple. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and now moving on to track number three, I want you to start on this. Ooh! One,
1: all right. So this is where we're gonna differ. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it's "Come Again,"
1: uh, featuring a guy called Gigs or G- Gigs Gigs. I don't know how to say his name. Um, Doesn't matter. We won't. A... We won't
0: talk about him beyond this podcast. <laughs>
1: to me, it's a very strong track uh, when it comes oh, to my God. like persona. Like it's it's very forced onto you. It's very in your face. It's uh, what I, you know, enjoy about this kind of European rap. It's almost grungy, and it's raw, in its own little way. Mm. Right. It's their form of gangster rap. Um. So to me, it was strong British rap for what it was. And <laughs> you know, and my notes for this one is okay. You're badass. Cool. Parenthesis sarcasm. Um, wasn't about <laughs> it. It did get me hyped but this was also one of those things where when I first listened to it, it was one of those headaches. Worth, <laughs> right. I
0: love that. I love that headache. Yeah. No.
1: Cause it was just one of those, like, I, I don't want to like, there's nothing to interpret here. Why are you, you know, playing with the trebles and the bases here and, you know, giving no space or no air for these notes to breathe. Um, That's just my take on it, but you know, upon second, third listen, yeah, it's um, it's a good
0: British rap. I guess I'll I'll take it from there. Um, I'll just say one word to begin: trash. (laughs) Absolutely trash. (laughs) Um, This guy gigs. He appears to be some underground British rapper, as Don said, and he was just awful. You know, extremely breathy Mm. and Mm. very repetitive. They got big tongues over there. They got big tongues, and his ad libs too. Um, His accent made the man straight sound more like men straight. <laughs> and it didn't help that the guy used man like 18 times in the only <laughs> verse I'll likely ever hear from him. Um, oh, and here's what I have to say as a summary for this track. This bloke from across the pond would do better finding a new gig because man straight garbage like a dumpster. That's how I would describe it. I, I hated this track the most out of everything in this album. I just thought it was awful. and And maybe... I am disrespecting or showing disrespect to the British underground rap scene. Maybe I just don't appreciate it. Maybe I just don't get it. But I just thought Giggs just wasn't very appealing to me. And his low voice, along with the breathy rap, just killed it. I mean, Don talked about getting a headache listening to this for the first time. I was just repulsed. I felt like just just skipping the whole album after this one, mm. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So yes, this is where we differ. We have very different opinions on this one. Um, but without further ado, let's go to one that maybe Don might have liked a little bit more. What'd you think of uh, track four? Track four Something Dirty,
1: Pick At Us. Yes. Featuring Ken, Kendrick, Jada Kiss, and Styles P. Um, so I love anything that has Jada in it. I think Jada is one of a kind. Um, really?
0: I didn't know you were a fan of Jada. I
1: love Jada. Love Jada Kiss. Wow. Um, what was it? I had some lines in here that I pulled. Uh, Life is a movie and death is of the co-star. Of the co-star? I I might not have copied that correctly.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And then they call themselves the Kings, which is fantastic. Uh, So for me, again, I'm not as much of a hater as somebody. But for me, it was good energy. Uh, I wanted, as Polly alluded to earlier, I wanted K-Dot to have a line, not just be in charge of the hooks. Or, course, whatever you want to call whatever his portion was, and I did love the whole Jada and Styles riffing with
0: each other, that was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I know Jada Kiss is a monster, he is a veteran in the game for sure. Uh, Styles P, Jada Kiss, they were part of uh, the Lokes, the Locks. How do you even say that? L O X? Locks. Yeah. locks. Okay, there you go. Clearly, I'm not a fan of them, so <laughs> I, I'm not pronouncing their name correctly, but it was cool to see, you know, part of the group reunite like this, and for Kendrick to be on there, too. This had the makings of a potentially good track, but where it fell short to me was not necessarily the beat. I thought the beat was okay. You know, I don't mind it too much. It was a little bit more cheery, more optimistic. Um, it was really the fact that If you put a Kendrick Lamar feature on there, he cannot just do the hook, man. That is not a feature for me. Kendrick Lamar, just like a Pusha T feature. I would never expect Pusha T to be featured on the hook for any song. Mm. I, I would expect minimum 16 bars of straight fire, right? That is my expectation. So yes, it is great that you have enough clout to get Kendrick Lamar to be on a track. But why would you make him do the hook? And even the hook itself is like kind of lazy to me. It was just very uninspiring. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, back the fuck up, back the fuck up, da, da 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 It was just really uninteresting to me. So even if it was a Kendrick Lamar track, I wasn't a fan of this one. So this one gets a thumbs down from me. Mm. But the next one, the next one, man, uh, this is where we defer a little bit. Preach, oh, yeah. featuring Jim Jones. Yeah. Um, I'll say you know, this could have been a decent beat and one of the better tracks off the album <laughs> actually here's what you'll find surprising hmm. it wasn't the breathing that bothered me it was actually the off key <laughs> kind of the dissonant bell synth there's like this i couldn't synth. even hear it past the exactly you were you were just focusing on the the breathing but for me like there was just like ding, 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 ding. there was like this huh, weird huh, kind huh? Of huh, huh, how was it it was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it was like this little bell set that was going on, the sure. synthesized bell. And it just didn't work for me. I felt like the track would have been better with almost anything replacing that. Um, but, you know, I do like Jim Jones. And for those that don't know, I used to be a big fan of the Diplomats, aka Dipset, from my high school days. So it was really cool to see a classic Jim Jones verse on there, laden with his characteristic ad-libs he was kind of the originator him and the rest of the diplomats of the whole oh i'm gonna rap a bar and then i'm just gonna ad-lib my own bar you know what i mean like i'm gonna say something at the end of my bar um now migos do it all the time they you know pretty much all the major rappers mainstream rappers they have this ad-lib style of their music but i used to always look at Dipset as the originator so to see jim jones do it he was great it was a great verse from him um, I liked it. This would this would be a track that I wouldn't mind listening to again. Mm. But I'm, but I'm mm. sure Don has other thoughts. Nope.
1: This was where the headache was solidified. Um,
0: <laughs> migraine. Full know. on migraine. Yeah, yeah, like
1: two, three, solid. Four, pissed off because again we wanted more Jada. Slightly happy. I was like, all right, cool. Jada and Styles got this. And then this shit comes in. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Jim Jones. Jim Jones, but um. <sighs> The breathing, I I just couldn't get past it. Even the second, third, fourth hearing, it frustrated me that he would use that, almost without even adjusting it. It's just, it's as if someone is fucking right near my head, just breathing. (laughs) And, and, like, Jim Jones is on the other side trying to, like, scream it yeah. at me. And I'm like, yo, this isn't what I wanted. And then Styles is right in front of me, like, dancing for whatever goddamn reason, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, you're uh, basically saying, please stop preaching. Please yeah, stop like, preaching. just leave me alone, you know? like <laughs> I got you. I got you. You know, it, it's funny, though, because you mentioned how the breathing never stopped, and there was no variation, no nuance to it. I actually found that to be a common element in many of these tracks, you know? Yeah. It, it seemed to me like... We, uh, not Wiz, but Swiz was perfectly content um, just having like a very basic pattern repeat over and over again for the entirety of the track. And that's very amateurish to me, you know? Like, e- easily you could do that, I could do that easily, and I could call it a track, but I know I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't be too much of a fa- fan of it. But for whatever reason, this is acceptable for Swizz, I, which, which is very weird. Um, but in any case, uh, let's go into the next one, which I think is... Probably the standout track. Uh, do you want me to start on this one or you? Sure, go for it. All right, so I had heard good things about Echo featuring Nas, which is track six, before I even listened to the album. So there was definitely some hype and heightened expectation. I normally don't go for the long intros to a track, but this was different. So it started with a great speech that blended seamlessly into a freestyle verse as the hypnotic bass line drifted in with the instrumentals, and the choir coming through. And then, when the whole beat drops with a soulful sample of echoes on my mind by the new birth, and Nas starts spitting, I finally had a point in the album where I stopped being critical and disappointed, and just leaned back in my 17 Civic LX, chilling. (laughs) bobbing my head 17. to the masterpiece I, I just have to say it ain't it a 6-3 it ain't a 73 it, it's a 17 it's a 17 it's the LX by the way all stock all stock nothing premium about it
1: oh shit um, not even an air commissioner
0: not even not even I'm still looking for that one still looking for the right price you know what I mean so after after Naz's ma- <laughs> after Naz's massively underwhelming effort on the Kanye West produced Nasir. Oh, that was good.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. <laughs> okay, let me let me recycle that one real quick. After Naz's massively underwhelming effort on Kanye West produced Nasir, which came out earlier in 2018. It was really refreshing to me to hear a prime performance from Nas. The beat complemented Naz's storytelling of Echoes from his past extremely well. And undoubtedly, this was the creme de la creme, the piece de resistance of Swiss's Poison album. I haven't even dug into all the references yet on Genius, but this may be one of the few tracks off the album that I actually do. So for me, ma'am, this was great. I would give it probably, um, I would say a four out of five, four out of five for me for this track alone. But what are your thoughts on it? Definitely no.
1: I I echo all the things you said. I think this ah. was uh, the best track. See what you did. Maybe tied yeah. for the best one with the next one coming up. Um, I think it's typical Nas being able to adapt his style to beats, though Swizz did sort of slow things down uh, from his normal style for this particular track, mm-hmm. um, and it may, you know, be speaking levels to what you said where we actually enjoyed the tracks that weren't swizz you know following swizz's direction most likely it was probably like no nah, i was being like no 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 let's slow down let's lo- no 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 more show time no more show time get that shit out of here <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, could get your shit off in the beginning of the intro. Do <laughs> yeah. your speech, do your freestyle. Yeah, the zone yeah, no yeah. that we own is a zone that we own and we own and own and own. He said some yeah. shit like that, which is just wild. Yeah, um yeah, yeah, I mean I-, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um and, and of course Don is saying that this is probably best or maybe number two sure. far- to-, to the next track. So talk about the next track, man. What did you think about this? Yeah, well? so cold
1: blooded by Pusha T oh wait wait really quick before the we end on echo i thought that was the lamest bar swizz had where it's like the echo of our love is the echo of the thing is the echo of the blah right
0: in the beginning well you know you know here's the thing though the way i interpreted it i didn't know what to expect from the track at all like i had no idea like what the structure would be let's put it that way so when I heard the intro from Swizz, I knew that, okay, if there's no music and he's doing an intro, this has to be epic, right? And this to me sounded like, you know, when you're at a table at some, you know, get together function with some friends and sure. you just want to give like an impromptu speech,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And then you regret and, and it
0: the next day? Yeah. Well, not not that you regret it. It's like, you kind of just kind of like ease on into it and you, and you start feeling the vibe. I, I felt that. I felt like Swizz was getting into it. And then eventually, when he was really feeling it, he started freestyling. <laughs> and and you're, then, you're like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, whoa, bit. okay, okay, slow down. <laughs> we, we, we got to leave this party in like 10. I'm not trying to listen to the whole album here, Swizz. Then, and then it just it just worked for me, I think. I, I usually don't like intros like that, especially that sound so kind of whatever, you know, just kind of lame. Sure. But it worked. The flow of it just really worked for me. But you, you weren't digging it. You hated that first bar. <laughs> that, I, I wasn't. The, the I wasn't echo the uh, again, was this alive. was
1: prime headache time, so... No, it's kind of. Oh, you up were a little
0: bit. you were coming off the migraine. Like this oh, was yeah. like still yeah, in the yeah, migraine, yeah, yeah. and you had to be worked out of it a little bit with yeah, the echoes. Yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. All right, so cold blooded. Cold blooded after that. Yeah, with yeah.
1: pusha T. Um, what was it? Again, it's it's a good track. I think it's another track that Swizz kind of uh, went away from his normal style. Um, it was a solid, simple beat. Not what I was expecting out of both people actually, out of Push and Swizz, but it worked. Um and push of course always coming in with some good fire. So can't complain about that. A little more deeper than usual, not enough shit talking. But you know, a good track.
0: Yeah, um so you already know. I was looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw my favorite rapper Push A T was featured, I thought, alright. You know, maybe the other ones will be kind of whack, but at least Push is on it. You know, Push is going to save this album. Um, I'll say that I like the interplay between the bass line and Alicia Keys' piano. I thought there was this um, kind of like this eerie kind of feel to it, but yet it was almost, it was hard to describe. It was like a combination of nostalgia um, and this kind of sadness. Like, um, you know, sadness about the situation, the predicament, the rough upbringing of like the 90s era that Bushati was alluding to but at the same time there was some hope in there there was maybe some optimism in there and, and the balance i always like it when beats can kind of have multiple feelings layered together so i really felt like this was a, a multi-layered beat in terms of the way it made me feel um but even though the piano was solid the bassline was interesting i could have done without the wind chime like there was some like wind chime or like ice cubes like rattling in a glass. Sure. I don't know if you remember that part, but it kept happening and I felt like it distracted from the beat. Um, it, it didn't really accentuate it, maybe in the way that it was intended. Uh, similar to the bell scent I was referring to from a few tracks ago uh, from the uh, preach track. So maybe this is like a whiz you know, staple. Maybe he likes to have a whiz, swiz. <laughs> this is kind of like a, a swiz beat staple where he likes to have some kind of a Wind chime or or annoying dissonant sound over and over again. Now, aside from the beat, I thought Pusha T was flawless in his performance. Like mm-hmm. this was this was almost like a a verse from Daytona. You know, it was very high quality, premium. Um, there were no flaws in in what he was saying. I think it was very descriptive, vulgar, uh, and and it was like something about he had a line about if you had the genius open, he had a line about uh you know. If you raise a savage, you have to expect the rabies. That The way he said it, too, was very forceful, was very, you know, violent. But, you know, it made a lot of sense to me. Now, the (laughs) one thing, though, (laughs) the one thing, though, can I just say, is it too much to ask to put some drums on this beat? Like, the bassline's great, the piano keys are great, but where are the drums? So I did some research, and apparently, a different version of this song with drums on it was featured on Bodega Babies. A short film from adidas Mm. and i watched that video like in case you're interested i'll I'll definitely link it to you later um as a matter of fact do you think we could play that i wouldn't okay yeah probably right probably right so um bodega babies the mix for this one had the drums in there and it sounded more like a complete track for whatever reason Swizz decided to take out the drums for this album version so strange Uh, i don't know why but yes this was probably one of the better tracks on the album i would say number two to me after Echo, um, next we move on to twenty-five soldiers, and um... <laughs> you know what? This is going to be all you because
1: what I wrote was okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. So when I heard this for the yeah, first like, time, what is it, twenty-five soldiers and twenty-five holsters. I got 25. <laughs> soldiers, 25 <laughs> holsters They'll be running twenty-five times around this holster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I okay. write better well, than
1: that, you know. Like I... you do. <laughs>
0: you do. In, in your sleep, you write better than that. So when I heard this for the first time. I didn't realize Young Thug was on the track. I wasn't paying attention sure. to the and you were disappointed immediately, right? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. let me just say, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I actually went to a J. Cole concert with mm-hmm. a friend of mine who might be listening in, and if she is, shout out. Shout um, out! And, and, and Young Thug was one of the openers, and I was thoroughly unimpressed well, he, at the time. Well, he's an opener for a reason. He was an opener, not a closer, for a reason. <laughs> I was thoroughly unimpressed at the time because the man known as Jeffrey was just so lame to me like I I just didn't find his lyrics that inspiring and I just thought you know what I'm gonna forget about this guy so I suppressed his voice signature from my memory but then all things considered thugger which is another one of his nicknames actually did a decent job on this track especially the part where he rapped double time to the beat and I think this is probably a sign of him growing you know um what I heard you know about a year ago or two years ago Um, maybe his discography at the time wasn't complete. It was just a lot of crap to me, but he seemed to be trying something different. And so there were elements of this track that I actually liked. But as Don said, and and as I was making fun of, the 25 Soldiers line being repeated over and over again by Swiss Beats on the hook, it just didn't do it for me. So this was a Uh, pass. Well, you want to know what
1: else pissed me off? What else was repeating and pissed me off? What? Track number nine, Stunt with 2 Chains." It, oh, it pissed it, it, me fucking <laughs> off. All right? Where I'm coming back from my headache. I'm like, alright, whatever, bearable All right, Swiss, I'm almost done with the shit. <laughs> Where he decides to remind me about the numbers 1 through 10. To remind yes. me how many tracks there are that I have to get through. And that I'm only on number <laughs> 9. Not quite there yet. Yeah. It uh, fucking pissed me off. Because to me, if you're going to make... <laughs> At least a bar and a half of just counting one through ten. <laughs> Come on, like if I had purchased the album, this would have just made me return it back to Tower Records oh. <laughs> just because it's like, dude, seriously, where is uh-huh. the effort? You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to save that because I also thought that Swiss could have put a little bit more effort into uh, the album, at least production wise, and freaking even a couple bars here and there. Substance, <laughs> you know? Um yeah. it uh, this is where the headache became just straight anger. Um uh, mm. because it's like all right, after you get good two tracks in, you know, you're settling in, you get reminded right away, yeah, I'm listening to beats. Mm. Um, you know. Go ahead. Oh, two chains oh, yeah. by the way, it wasn't bad. Two chains wasn't bad. <laughs> um, okay. shout out two chains. Um Typical two chains. I
0: just hate the counting part of it. All right. So, this is where we're probably going to differ a little bit. As simple as the countdown chorus was, I actually liked it. Fucking I hated that it. shit. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Right, right, yeah, wins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, it just, there was something, it gave me energy. Like, you know how we always talk about like the new rappers yeah, kind of having more energy sure. and hype, less so with the lyrics? Well, I felt like, you know, with the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on you, I stunned. I thought, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do this. Yeah, let's count. Let's count. <laughs> let's count. <laughs> and, and at least, you know, it made sense to me. Like, yeah, okay, two comes after one. And then Uh-oh. there's a the three. Oh, oh, what was it again? Oh, four, oh, five. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, six, you know. So to me, I thought it was fine. I didn't mind it as much. And then um, I thought uh, in, in his opening verse, Swizz Beats was kind of funny. Like, he had this flex of how he gifted Alicia Keys two Bugattis for her birthday, (laughs) right? It was like, it was kind of a lame verse when you think about it. It's like, you know, I asked my boo-boo what she want for her birthday. She said he wanted Bugatti for her birthday. I was like, what? Bugatti for her birthday? It's like I got two or something like that. Yeah, so I got a two Bugatti for her birthday. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. And you probably hated it, I know, but I thought it was funny. Um, And then, of course, 2 chains was solid. Absolutely solid on this track. And I thought the low-cut filter on the second part of his verse worked pretty well like um the beat pretty much had a low-cut filter and so it, it really made you listen to every single bar and gave it that much more impact so mm. i like that and and quite frankly i i thought this was one of two chains better features he's always good for a feature but i really liked it it kind of reminded me a little bit of his verse on uh, mercy the track with kanye big sean mm-hmm. push a t it kind of kind of had that vibe to it a little bit um, so I liked it. I, I thought this was one... I know you're going to hate this. I thought this was one of the better tracks on the album. Uh, there's so, not many um, a pick
1: from, so I'll give you that one
0: at least. All right. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> and uh, all right. And the last one, you can take it away. Uh, last one was... Screw. Swiss Montana. Swiss
1: Montana. Okay. This, to me, is what Swiss Beats should be doing across mm. the board. Um, I think his energy with French Montana's style... Uh, kind of go hand in hand I'm sure he's produced some of his past tracks though it is not my typical cup of tea mm. if the rest of the album was like this I would not be surprised that it was a Swiss Beats album mm. it's what I expect out of them whether you know it's a good thing or a bad thing it's up to you but to me this was a good way to end the track as a reminder hey it's a Swiss Beats produced album at least predominantly, I hope. Um, mm. And, I mean, I, I don't give a shit about what French says. He's usually, <laughs> he's usually talking about money and gloating and shit like that, which oh, is sure, fine. Sure, yeah. It's sure. fine. So it's typical yeah. French. Uh, his flow yeah. was nice. Again, typical French. And uh, Swiss style was Swiss style. So it just worked out. It was an energy so song. I, right.
0: I, 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 after listening to that, I actually agree with you that this is the most swiss beatsy mm-hmm. type of track like out of everything on this album this is what i expect yep. from swiss um but now i'll say i never cared for french montana no, i didn't enough. either and this song certainly didn't change my opinion of him
1: yeah no um, I, and I honestly to deviate a bit i don't understand why drake calls him out all the time like you know shouts him out do they have a history or was he part of young what, money french? well when you
0: say shouts him out as in like uh not like Indiana, talking Indiana. shit like yo that's oh, my boy oh, oh, oh. You know, you know what I heard. I heard that um, French Montana is a very social rapper. Like he mixes and blends with almost everybody out ah, there, okay. and and I think in that way he's just cool with everyone. Okay, you know, so maybe that's what it is. I, I don't cool. know if he has like label history with Drake. Maybe he does. Who sure. knows? Um, so, <laughs> ironically, the chorus sums up my thoughts on the song because basically they go a whole bunch of talking, doing a whole bunch of nothing. That's really what I felt <laughs> about this track, and and you could argue this is kind of true for a lot of the tracks on this album. Yeah, and perhaps in a very fitting way, to me at least, it was a forgettable finish to an overall forgettable album. That's mm. what I'd say. It was it was something that I didn't really need to listen to. I realize that now. Even with the Pusha T track, like I could have just listened to the Nas and Pusha T tracks on Spotify. I didn't have to go through the whole album to really you know build up my appetite for it. Sure. Um, so, now closing thoughts. I'm, I'm going to just get into some things and then I want you to go. Um, so, while reading up about the album on Genius, I found an excerpt from an article written by Candace Nembard from High uh that caught my attention. And in, in the article, it says Swizz Beats originally had 70 songs. Which <laughs> what he stri- the fuck? <laughs> Listen, listen, which he stripped back to the 10 on the album. He explained. And this is the part that really pissed me off. I took all the hits off my record, meaning anything that felt too big that the rest of the record wouldn't live. Potential tracks with Kanye West, Bono from U2, and Bruno Mars failed to make the cut. And when I listen to that, when I hear that, I think that's a cop-out and an illegitimate excuse for this album. I don't think it's an I, excuse. I think. But, but it's let, me, let, me, let me finish, though. Ahead, let me finish. Ahead, I, I, have, I have never heard of an artist deliberately removing all the hits all the hits from the record to let the rest of the tracks breathe the truth hurts every time it's revealed and i'm about to keep it brutally honest swiz has lost his touch as a producer he's lucky to be well connected with hip-hop luminaries and married to the great alicia keys to carry this underwhelming sophomore effort so those are my two cents man what would you think overall what are your closing thoughts
1: yeah there's nothing special here um Swizz has mm. his particular style Though he deviates from time to time And we actually like it when he deviates <laughs> Right um, I, He still has his style of ad-libbing Here and there on every fucking bar For no goddamn reason um, mm. But you do get the high energy You kind of expect from Swizz Whether it be headache mm. inducing or not uh, I've mm-hmm. just grown past it um, But I call it You know It's labeled poison It's, it's like poison Induces a headache and takes a while to set in. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think that sums up both of our opinions pretty well. I yeah. like that. it. But anyways,
1: point. man, dude, hey, we're at fifty five minutes now. I say you know, we, yes, we, we hit something. Um, it's something that we want to do, where we want to get our audience involved a bit more.
0: Yes, um, I and agree. I
1: believe you had somebody reach out to you uh, with a particular topic that you, they wanted us to. That's right. You know. That's build. right.
0: Absolutely right. And uh, shout out to one of our newest followers. Of course, we're talking about Leroy um, out of Leroy! Seattle. Leroy! That's right. Shouting out you, man. Shouting out you. And, uh, you know, I was basically asking Leroy. I think go, I lost on.
1: against this guy like, with this guy a couple times. I don't yeah, like yeah, Leroy. Right.
0: I don't like Leroy. No, nah, man. Leroy Leroy's really cool, first and foremost. Oh, no, no, yeah. He, well, when I he talk you will kick your, your ass in fantasy. will kick your I like him, now. Like, like him now. You like him now. He's all right. That's He's all right. See, you hear that, Leroy? They like you. We yeah. like you. Um, so he wanted to basically have us talk about UFOs, yeah. and he found this article written by Scotty Andrew from where? Uh, from CNN. Okay, and, okay, uh, okay. No, we're we're from, up in uh, we're up in the credibility here. Up okay. in the credibility. No longer the Oxford Student Journal. We are now <laughs> firmly on on some left wing mainstream media. <laughs> so here we go. We got a. Uh, so this is the U.S. Navy just confirmed these UFO videos are the real deal. So there's a video in there where basically they show some footage of unidentified flying objects hurtling through the air and the officials from the Navy didn't know what they were, but they're not indulging any hints either. So maybe it could be something kind of interesting. Um, And I, I frankly, (laughs) apparently like there was uh, some uh, audio captured during this video and uh, you know, from 2015, u.s fighter pilots were attempting to make sense of what they were seeing and mm-hmm. one of the pilots says to his colleague it's a fucking drone bro <laughs> <In> the <first laughs> and then it's like my gosh they're all going against the wind Look at that big dude <laughs> so i found it interesting how pilots talk like california surfer dudes number one uh, um, but yeah i mean apparently like this could be some kind of a futuristic drone this could be some kind of new technology that they've been working on um but what do you think man do you think this could potentially be a sign that life exists beyond this uh beyond this planet i think not even
1: the whole sign thing i'm I'm a believer that there is uh life beyond that of what's here on earth um If you're a believer that space and everything beyond us is, or rather just the idea of infinity, if you believe that exists, I think it would be dumb to not count out the possibility that there's life out there. Some Mm -hmm. that are more primitive than us, some that are highly more intelligent and advanced than ours. Um, I didn't read the article that uh, came (laughs) from CNN. Uh, but I have yes. seen clips where you know it was declassified and things of that sort, where right. it kind of has the tip. Some videos have the typical shape of a UFO, right? Where it looks like Rick and Morty's UFO with a, you know, almost like a disc shape with some sort of uh, pill-like uh, structure where they sit. You would assume, right. um, and there's others where they don't look like it at all, or it's just flashing lights or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's 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 definitely true. Uh, it's it's just interesting to think, you know. And this kind of goes beyond the topic, but if UFOs or different civilizations beyond our humankind uh, are visiting us, right? Quote unquote,
0: what are they doing?
1: Are they just observing us?
0: I think they. I think every smart civilization would observe before they act right Uh, i don't know not not ours well i said every smart (laughs) and so i i think more than likely if there is a supremely intelligent race of aliens somewhere out there and they're able to not only travel quickly but also monitor things that are light years away sure i think it's more than likely that we've already been monitored we've been under surveillance by this, you know, alien race for years, sure. oh, and they're like,
1: to? "Yeah, no worries here." They just have little, yeah, yeah, they... <laughs> little pieces of metal that you know basically fly at you.
0: No big yeah, deal. Yeah, like n- nothing to look at. Move on. Move yeah, on. We'll, you know? we'll, we'll
1: just bring Magneto over. We'll be good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I would even imagine that uh, you know they'd be disappointed by a lot of things. They they would probably think, "Wow, like look at all the resources available sure. on this planet, but look at how little the Earthlings have done." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at how, you know, not advanced they are. Look at how behind they are. Like, they don't even have ray guns. They don't even have, like, teleportation yet. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would imagine, you know, it's a gamut of things, right? We always think of aliens as being superior. And, not superior, but, like, kind of like these super smart beings with, like, tons of technology sure. and whatnot. But it could easily be the other thing that you mentioned. They could easily just be, like, organisms in water or in pockets of water sure. inside rocks. That te- are technically alien because they're not from mm-hmm. here, but nothing like what we imagine from the yeah. sci-fi movies we watch. So I don't know. I think it, it, it's hard to say what's out there, but I am a believer that we can't be the only ones in this whole universe. Um, I, I used to be one to believe that was the case when I was in like, you know, high school. But some uh-huh. friends of mine, I think including Leroy, who, who recommended this he might have actually told me like how could you believe that like how could you think that we're all alone in this universe there has to be something out there sure and the more i thought about it and discussions with you and other people i realized i'd be a fool to think we'd be alone in this universe yeah it's gotta be aliens yeah yeah
1: and i think uh it's definitely interesting because i would assume given my human mind that may be limited compared to these uh higher level beings right they would do something but if they're just leaving us alone i would err on the side that they're just not worried about us
0: i think they're unimpressed yeah unimpressed they're like
1: oh they have these resources we got better shit you know i think so i think so
0: (laughs) it'd be funny though you know and we can get into this in another time but it'd be funny if we were all just entertainment for like another being
1: oh yeah there's a perfect yeah. uh, Rick and Morty show or uh, episode that
0: does that. And and I was actually going to say there's a perfect South Park episode that covers it mm, too mm. Uh, where where basically Earth is a TV show sure. and uh, they have to basically you know, find a way not to get cancelled because the aliens <laughs> are sick of us. It's just the same old thing same yeah, old thing all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's important before we close to know that you have to be adaptable to the situation. And why do I say that? It's because. And... Tony Angus Cummins from The Ultimate Art of War, okay. Lesson 9. <laughs> I'm just going you
1: in. I'm not even going to pick it up.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, from Lesson 9, he basically says from Sun Tzu's Art of War, be adaptable to the situation. Um, with a full assessment of the five constant factors and the seven considerations, a military commander can now understand the situation if they have perceived it truthfully and identify the advantages and disadvantages of each side. After this, they can field an army in the most appropriate way for the situation. However, you must be flexible. Too rigid. An approach will make it easy for the enemy to read your intentions, so be ready to change any elements that need changing according to the situation. And for all you warmongers out there, here's a war tip. An incorrect understanding of the situation will lead to bad strategy, so a good military commander must see the truth of the situation and plan and respond accordingly. Uh. Never lie to yourself. So I like that
1: one. I think so. I I think we can adapt that, right? I mean, with Swizz, I kind of went in. I wasn't very adaptable to it initially. That's probably why I got the headache, man. I was expecting something else. Did not adapt. God damn it. I got to listen to... What was his name again?
0: Uh... Which guy? Giggs or uh, no, no, no. no. and A- Anton. Antin- A- it's A- A- Antoningus Cummings. An- Antoningus. ingus <laughs> Cummings. I got listen interpret to him that, Interpret that. Yeah. Interpret that as you will. Interpret uh, that as you know, I gotta. Uh, I gotta to him. There you go. There you go. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to all of our new followers out there. Um, I know you, you guys and gals have been listening on Spotify, and we really appreciate that. Um, we are we are still uploading on YouTube for the time being um and of course check us out on the other platforms if you like apple music or google podcasts whatever it may be and and keep giving us your ideas like today shout out to leroy thank you for that great suggestion we talked about the ufos from the cnn article if anybody has anything for us to review whether it's music pop culture references uh albums you know whatever movies we will do it for you for your
1: entertainment
0: you want to finish that bar, Don? You want to finish the I'm, rest of that one? I feel
1: disappointed in myself for even getting to that. Considering that. It's catchy, though, see? It's catchy. <laughs> well, it's well, fucking you- 1 through 10! I <laughs> know, I know, I know.
0: And, and and from that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you a 3, 2, 1, peace out, and we'll see you next time.